Well, good morning. It's great to be here with you this morning. It's a, a privilege to be reading through God's Word with you. Um, I trust that you will bless our time together this morning. Um, uh, so, if I point this thing, hopefully it'll work, will it? There we go. So we're looking at what God protects and God provides. Hopefully you remember as you uh, go through your week that uh, we've spoken about how God protects us and provides for us. So, uh, as uh, Ashley said, we've been looking through the book of Acts. Um, we've been following the life of Paul. We've seen how Paul's uh, been persecuting Christians, uh, people who follow Jesus. And he's, had his, he's literally had his eyes opened to Jesus to, to uh, understand who he is, that he is, he is God's son. And uh, he's also uh, come under attack himself in many ways. He's been persecuted himself. And now we see that he's, uh, he's, he's uh, on being shipwrecked. Um, so Paul's ministry in Malta. So Paul's on his way to Rome to, uh, to preach to people, to share Jesus with the people of Rome. And on his way, he is, uh, like I say, he's, he's shipwrecked. Um, he gets washed up on, on this island. And it's an island that Paul probably would have missed. He wouldn't have had the opportunity to go to this island, Malta, if it hadn't been for the storm. And it seems that God's got work for him to do on this island. So why, that, that probably explains why God allows the, this, uh, this tragedy to happen, I guess. You know, why, why, why else would he let you know, this ship be wrecked? Um, and it's because, it's because uh, he's got work for Paul to do. Um, Hopefully you can see that. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a verse in Mark that says, uh, Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind and he said unto the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So why, why didn't God uh, allow, why didn't God stop this storm? You know, we know from this verse here that he can do this. You might remember this, this story of, the disciples were on a ship with Jesus and Jesus was asleep and the disciples were scared because there was a storm and uh, they woke Jesus up and Jesus stopped the storm from happening. So why, why didn't the storm get stopped in, in, this, in this passage? Um, and we see it's probably because, that the, like I've said, there's lots of work to be done on this island. Um, and Paul's doing lots of good work. He's sharing the gospel with people, to people who don't know who Jesus is. And uh, it appears that there's three months' work to be done. Um, we read in verse 11 that after three months, they set sail. So they were here for three months, sharing, uh, sharing God's word with, with these people on this island. So um, how, how were they received? Well, uh, in verse 2, we read that uh, the islanders showed them unusual kindness. <clears throat> they were walked upon this island, um, a strange island. Anything could have happened to them. But uh, we see that God protects them and that uh, he, he looks after them. And... Uh, sorry, I've gone too far there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, God looks after them and he protects them. They were shown unusual kindness. They were made of fire uh, with the sticks. 
you know, it would, they would have been cold and wet, obviously, because they've just been washed out the day. And also, uh, it says that the, the weather was cold and it was raining. Um, so, yeah, they were, they were well looked after. I don't know if you remember last week that we, we learned that uh, they had eaten on the ship because Paul uh, suggested that they'd eat, not gone for, I think it was 14 days, they'd gone without any food. So just before the shipwreck, uh, Paul, Paul suggested that they should eat. So they all ate. So they probably weren't too hungry. You know, they would have got the strength to survive the storm uh, through, through the food that they'd eaten. And let's remember these people on the ship, they were prisoners. They weren't, uh, they weren't on a holiday or anything. It wasn't a cruise. Um, they, they were bad people, but they, these people on the island, they still welcomed them, and they, uh, they helped them out. And then, obviously, the only person who wasn't in the wrong was Paul. Paul, wasn't, Paul was a prisoner, but he hadn't done anything wrong. He was on the ship because he was sharing Jesus with people, and people didn't want to hear about Jesus. So they, they tried to stop him, and they, they locked him up. So you think, uh, these prisoners who were on the ship, why didn't God just let them drown? Why, why did he save them, you know? Um, you know, they've done things wrong, they, you know, perhaps murderers, things like that. So maybe he could have uh, just let them just drown or whatever, but uh, that's not in God's character. God, God loves them and God wants them to uh, have, have a chance of getting to know him and maybe even forgiveness. Uh, because... You know, there was 206 people on the ship, and it shows that God loves everyone. No matter how good or bad we are, we all do things wrong, but he still saved these 276 people on the ship. <clears throat> you see, uh, one day we will all stand before God. It tells us that in Hebrews. You know, we're all going to die one day, just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. So one day we're all going to stand before God and we're going to be judged for the things we've done wrong. So maybe this is God's way of giving these prisoners a, a second chance to, uh, to realise that they are sinners, that they've done things wrong. Just in the same way that he's given us plenty of chance to, uh, to find out who God is. Um, we, was at, we were out in town yesterday and um, I, I overheard the last part of a conversation that Nigel was having with a lady and um, she was saying, you know, how things are going wrong in the world and she was saying if, if she was kind of in charge she probably would just push the button and put an end to it all and uh, I think that God's going to do that one day, isn't he? One day, he's, you know, I'm sure he looks down and he sees all the terrible things that are going on in the world and one day he will, he will just put an end to it all and uh, there'll be no more suffering for anybody who, who knows Jesus, who has accepted Jesus. And I wonder if we're ready this morning. Are we ready to, uh, for God to push that button, to put an end to everything? Are we ready this morning? If, if God was to put an end to everything, are, are we ready to, to meet him, to come face to face with him? So we can see that all the people were saved. In, verse tw in chapter 7, verse 24, they read that he said, that God said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to you and everyone sailing with you. So God's, we know that God's going to save everyone on the ship and that they're all going to go to Rome. <clears throat> 
So we see how God has protected them, and we also see how God provides, also in, in verse 2, as we've already said. Um, they, they're, they're gonna survive, they've survived the storm, and he's provided a fire for these people, because obviously they were cold. Um, and also, you know, that this, is, this storm that we're looking at is an actual, you know, a, a storm caused by the wind and the seas. And we have storms of life as well, don't we? A reminder that we, we go through storms in life. Um, we might not see God working as we're going through difficult times. But we, uh, we can be reassured that God is always in control. He's, he's in the background working things out for us. Um, it, there's a verse in Matthew that says, Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. If you're going through struggles at this time of, of life, let's not forget that God's always in control and he will never leave us or forsake us. Um, <clears throat> the islanders showed us extraordinary kindness. They kindled a fire and welcomed all of us because it was raining and cold. So that, there we see that God's providing all these people. Another verse there that shows that God's in control. And he says to us, be still and know that I am God. What amazing God we have, don't we? An amazing God who loves us and cares for us. He wants to have a relationship with us. When we're going through difficult times, we, know, we must remember that God's always there. And we must seek him all the time, even through difficult times, through good times. Um, there's a, a, a story, not story, but... Uh, on, on, on Tuesday, um, and a, just a, a, an illustration of people going through difficult times. There's a lady who uh, is, she's a, a county's evangelist. Um, please remember to pray for her as, as, you, as you do have prayer time. Um, a lady called Jackie, she was not very well on Tuesday and she went to hospital, she went to A&E, and she had various tests done. And the doctors came to her. She was on her own. Her husband wasn't allowed in the hospital because uh, of COVID regulations. So she was on her own. And the doctors came to her and they said that they'd found a bulge just before her brain. She was on her own. And uh, they said to her, are you okay? <laughs> and uh, she was able to explain that she, she's a Christian and that she knows God and that he has her in his arms. And whatever happens, he's in control. What amazing faith this lady has. This just happened on Tuesday. You can't imagine how difficult that must have been, can you, to be sat there on your own and be told some, uh, some tough information. So what can we learn from these two verses? We need to remember that we, need to, we, can, we can be compassionate to others, to people who are in distress, and we, can be, we need to be kind to strangers. <clears throat> and we need to be still and know that God's in control. We read in, uh, in Hebrews, not to neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing. You know, these people, they were shipwrecked, they were found on this island, nobody knew who they were, what they'd done, but these, uh, these islanders, they, they showed kindness to these strangers. You know, we, look at the, we all know the story of the Good Samaritan, the, the man who was beaten up and left, and uh, the priest ignored him, the, the Levite ignored him, and the Samaritan took care of him. 
you know, we need to be looking out for opportunities to, to share with people our, our Lord Jesus. We want to be more like Jesus, don't we? And to be kind to people, help others out. So uh, as we get down to verse 3, um, God wanted Paul to be noticed. He wanted him to stand out from the crowd. Like I said, there was 276 people. So how was God going to get Paul to be noticed? How was he going to get him to stand out from the crowd? Well, he sent a viper. So Paul was busy, just like everyone else. He was with the prisoners. All the prisoners were busy. You know, even though he knows he's done no wrong, he still rolled his sleeves up and he helped out. He got stuck in. He didn't throw his dummy out of his prime or anything and, and say, I'm not helping, I shouldn't be here. Um, He didn't refuse to help. It wasn't in his nature to do so. We've been looking over the weeks of Paul's nature and who he was and, and how, how he, he's dealt with different situations in his life and uh, his attitude to others. And even though he'd been accused of things that he hadn't done wrong, he still, he still reacted calmly and he was still patient. And he wanted to be like Jesus. Don't we? we should all want to be like Jesus, shouldn't we? Love your neighbour as yourself, we read in Matthew. We should all love our neighbours as ourselves. And this is the verse uh, talking about Jesus himself. Jesus himself became a slave, became a servant for us, in the same way that Paul became a, ser became a slave for, to help these people out, to help these prisoners out. And it's a, a timely reminder to help us to not be lazy, to help others out, we need to roll our sleeves up as well. And we need to be different in a good way. We need, we need to stand out from the crowd. We need people to see that we're different, don't we? And so people might look at us and question us. You know, why, why is this person so different? Why are they helping out? They're not being grumpy. They're helping out. So also in these few verses, we see the fulfillment of Jesus' words concerning the signs of a faithful follower. Read in, in Mark, this is the, the verse that, people, that shows that people, followers of Jesus, will be faithful. They will be able to pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. So we've seen that Paul is a faithful servant of Jesus, he's a faithful follower, and even though he's been attacked by this viper, he's not been hurt. There's a uh, an, an article there from the Daily Mail, you might not be able to see that very well, but there's a church in, in America, I can't even read it from here, it's not very well good, but basically there's a, a church who, uh, part of their service, they take up a rattlesnake and they pass it around each other, and uh, I'm not sure, uh, they, I think they probably think that it's uh, testing their faith, but uh, I think it's a bit crazy, I, I would suggest that. Um, I don't think we'd want to uh, attend that church, really, would you, if we're passing around a rattlesnake? Apparently 100 people have died by uh, going to this service, and they, they describe that, they explain that by saying, well, it was their time to die. Um, but it's just madness, isn't it? It's, uh, it's very easy to take a passage or a verse out of context, um, but we see that the, the, the real meaning behind that is that, you know, if you're faithful and God puts you under test, you will, you, you will survive, you'll come out the other side. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we shouldn't test 
We shouldn't test God at all, should we? We wouldn't, wouldn't be holding on to poisonous snakes. You didn't see Daniel wake up one morning and, and walk into a lion's den and think, I'm going to put God to test this morning. I'm going to walk into a lion's den. It's not, he didn't do that, did he? He, he, didn't, you know, he didn't do that out of his own back. And there is a verse in Romans, and it says, And he who doubts is damned if he eat, because he eats not of faith, for whatever is not of faith is sin. So if you're, if, if, if you're testing, if you think you can do this, you know, I don't think anybody here this morning will be able to hold on to a, a viper or a rattlesnake. You know, I think all our faiths would be tested a little bit. Um, so we need to be careful um, what we do. So God was using Paul at the right time. He would use him to show that Jesus was true so you could see that uh, Jesus is real. Romans uh, 14 points out, if you're doubtful about eating or drinking something, then we shouldn't do it. We don't know if the, if the viper bit him. It doesn't say it bit him. It doesn't say it didn't bite him. But it's a miracle if it did, and it's a miracle if it didn't bite him. In whichever way we look at it, the fact that it just, Paul just shook it off and it, and it ran off is a, is a miracle in itself. His life was well preserved, which shows Paul, Paul's faith in God. He knows he's not going to die yet because, as we said, uh, God's told him that he's going to go to Rome. So Paul knows he's not going to die yet. Um, not his time. So the fact that, that fact must have been on his mind constantly, mustn't it? That he, he knows that God's going to get him there. Even though there's a viper attached to him, he knows that he's not going to die. In, uh, in verse 4, we see that... Uh, the island, strangers on the island uh, knew that murder was a crime. What do we read? The islanders saw the, the viper hanging from his hand and they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. So they know that murder is a, was a crime and they thought that bad people are punished in this life. It says, uh, even though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. So they presumed that uh, all, all bad things go, and pu go punished in this life which isn't uh, totally true. Um, we see uh, lots of bad things happening, don't we? Maybe we have friends who, who aren't Christians, who you see them going out doing things they shouldn't be doing, and you think, well, it's just not fair that they're doing these things and they're getting away with these things, but uh, one day they will, be, they will be judged, as we've already said. We'll all stand before God one day, and we'll all be judged for the things we've done wrong. Um, Proverbs 11 I came across whilst I was reading up on this passage. It's a good read. I would have, I recommend you go and have a, have a look at it when you get home. The whole chapter is quite interesting. And in verse 21 we read, Be sure of this, the wicked will not go unpunished. But those who are righteous will go free. If you're right with God, we, can, we will go free. So one day we will, there will be uh, punishment for those who have done wrong. So they, the, the islanders thought it was so marvellous that, that he'd survived, that they said he was a god, that, you know, Paul survived this, this snake attached to him, that they thought he was a god. But actually, he wasn't a god. He was a man of God, a faithful man of God. And I wonder if, if, if you're here this morning, do you know this god, this amazing god who provides for us, who protects us? He's not any God, he's the God, the only God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. 
he's not a football, you know, he's, we, we, there are many gods in this world, there's footballers and singers and, um, yeah, actors. But we're not talking about these kind of gods. There's only one God. There's one create, one creator God, a God who we can have a relationship with. He wants to have a relationship with us. And I wonder if you know him this morning. <clears throat> so in, the, in as we move down to uh, to verse seven to ten, we see that there's uh, healing. But, uh, God uses Paul to heal. Heal these people to heal uh, Publius. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official to the island. He welcomed us to his home and for three days entertained us hospitably. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayed, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. So they came to him for healing. They knew that they could be healed. They had faith in God. Obviously, Paul must have spoken to them and shared, shared with people who God was and what he was capable of doing and that he was willing to heal them. And that because of all these good things that Paul had done through Jesus, through, through what he had done, they were well looked after. And so God's promise was fulfilled whilst he was taking the gospel to it. He was fulfilled in taking the gospel to Rome. They were well provided for, even when they left the island. We read that they were furnished with supplies that they needed. So he, he provided for them during this time, and also he provided for them as they set sail again to go on to Rome. There we go. Yeah, so that's what, where we see, be, be, but the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness in Rome. So we know that Paul's always going to get to Rome, even though he's been through all these things, we know that God's going to take him to Rome. So the shipwreck was actually a blessing to the people on the island. If, if like I said earlier, if this ship hadn't been, if this shipwreck hadn't happened, if the storm hadn't come, more than likely, the, 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 the island would have been missed and the gospel of Jesus would not have gone to the island. So sometimes God can use us better in difficult situations, can't he? Like I've said earlier about this uh, Jackie, she, she was able to speak of her faith because of the difficulty that she was going through. And we should always be ready, shouldn't we, to uh, look, we should always be looking for opportunities to share Jesus with other people, even through good times and through bad times. So God, so as we can, as we've seen that God protects and God provides, and 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 what a, an amazing character this Paul is. He was willing to do God's work. Look at the impact he's had. This one person he's had such an impact. He was a, he's a follower of Christ, and he's spoken to so many people, and we can we can have the same impact as well, can't we, on other people around us in our everyday lives at work, our work colleagues, or if we're at college, or whatever other groups are involved in outside of church, we can have this same impact on people. So I wonder if God, if, if we're willing this morning, are we willing to be used? Is God saying anything to us this morning? Can, can he use us? Are we willing to be used?
Are we willing to learn and to listen? And are we willing to give our life to him just like Jesus laid down his life for us? Are we ready to do that this morning? Can we, can we leave this building today and, and be challenged to, to go out and to speak to people? You know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not very uh, normal for me to be stood up here in front of people. Maybe if I was a, a school teacher or, you know, uh, I know Jonathan speaks in front of people. It's, it's not easy for me to be up here. You know, I'm just a, a, a lonely lorry driver. I like to keep myself to myself. But uh, maybe it's a good thing that we, uh, we step out of our comfort zones and we stand up for who we believe in and that we share with others who we believe and what he's done for us. We've all got a story of what Jesus has done for us. Maybe we should be a bit more willing to share it with people. You know, I, I come along to church regularly, listening to the sermons week in, week out, and I was, I was challenged. My heart was opened. I felt like God was doing something, something, that something was stirring in my heart. So I asked God to help me to understand what he wanted me to do. I kept on coming, and I kept asking God to help me. I knew he was going to do something, but I wasn't sure what, and uh, it appears that maybe... Um, I can be involved a bit more in evangelism. I think God's given me a heart for, for, for speaking to other people. And it's because I was willing, because I was asking God what, what I can do for him. And I wonder if we could do the same this morning. Can we ask God, you know, what, what can I do for you? We've all been given this great commission, haven't we? Not just evangelists, but it's to everybody. Jesus said to go into the world and to share him with people. It's a commandment that we've all been given. So why wouldn't we want to do that? You know, it feels great to talk to people about Jesus. I was stood in town yesterday, uh, and a couple of times I, I preached the gospel, just a simple message that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so we can be right with God. And it is a great feeling to stand in town and to shout to people about Jesus. Many people walk past and uh, rub their eyes or tell you to shut up. And it's incredible, it's just a simple, it's a good news message. Why wouldn't you want to hear it? And it blows my mind sometimes that people will just ignore you and get cross that you're there, trying to, trying to reach out to them. You might say evangelism isn't a gift that you've been given, but it's not a gift, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a command we've been given. We've all been told to go out and to preach. We've all heard it today. I think we've all sung we're not all gifted in singing, but we still sing. So why wouldn't we go out and talk to people about Jesus? It's not a gift. It's something we've been asked to do. We're going to sing a song in a minute. It's a song that's been on my heart for a couple of weeks now. Um, I don't like the second. I do like the second part of it, but it's it's good to keep your focus on the second part of the song. But the first part is so important and it goes like this that there's great is the darkness that covers the earth we see it don't we there's so much darkness in this world oppression injustice and pain nations are slipping in hopeless despair they're slipping away they don't know jesus one day they're going to stand before god watching while sanity dies touched by the madness and lies. There's so much madness, so much lies going on in the world, people twisting God's word. It's all in here, how we should be living. 
what we should be doing, how we should be acting towards others. And the song goes on, May now your church rise with power and love. This glorious gospel proclaim in every nation. Salvation will come to those who believe in your name. Help us bring light to this world. Can we sing that song this morning from our hearts? That we can go out and proclaim this glorious gospel to every nation. To the, the salvation will come to those who believe. And do we sing that from our hearts? Help us to bring light to this world. Do we really sing that from our hearts? Do we really want to bring light to this world? Why wouldn't we want to? Why wouldn't we want to see people saved? Come, Lord Jesus, pour out your spirit. That's how we, you know, the Lord Jesus left his spirit to help us. We need his spirit to help us. We need to not be afraid to ask for his spirit to help us. We can't do it on our own. I certainly can't be up here on my own. It's not something that I can do. Darkness will end. Sorrow will end. Rulers will bow at your throne. Our great commission complete, not our, it's not evangelists, but it's ours. It's not just an evangelist mission, it's our mission. And how can it be our, com our commission complete if we've not got involved in it? If it, you know, that's what the song says, it's our mission complete. Something that we should all be getting involved in, isn't it? Why wouldn't we want to? Why, why wouldn't we want to tell people about Jesus? Why, why would we want to keep it to ourselves? You know, when we're out and about, we might see someone just on a bench. We can say good morning to them. Uh, it might lead to a little conversation. might say, oh, yeah, you know, they might say, oh, no, it's not a very good morning. And we can say, oh, why not? Why, why don't you think it's a good morning? And, and just lead into a, a conversation. We might just say, you know, you know God loves you. And they might think you're crazy. What difference does it make? We might never see them again. But it might just give them a thought to go home with. They might think, that crazy person said that God loves me. Um, just, just something for them to think about. Just something simple. We don't need to have a, good, a full-on conversation with them. Just uh, short, simple words. So I trust that the Lord's uh, helped us this morning as we've gone through this passage. Um, thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.